Hello, everyone. Um, Melissa, on that note, I just, uh, we should call this real Asianships. How about that, right? R-E-A-L um, dash A-T-I-O-N-S-H-I-P-S. Relationships. Um, what, so I had an article came through uh, my email this morning from Persuasion. Uh, we can link that in possibly somehow, or I can just uh, give you the total name of it and people can go searching for it. It's called Why Artificial Intelligence Will Never Rival Human Creativity. And so I thought it'd be interesting for us to discuss that for uh, male-female relationships or just relationships. Yeah, we can, yeah, we'll just pause and to think if we, you know, yeah, we'll take, we'll, we'll just take it as a bit super broad area in terms of, what do you think? Should we be, should we do just relations? Do you know what I mean? Like broader, like relate, like you and me, like our relationship. And and therefore everyone's relationship or uh, only like uh, male female partnership relationships. What's your thoughts on that? Just for today, think about it in terms of creativity. That's you know. Yeah. Hmm. I want to keep it more broad, like our okay. relationship. And yeah. Got it. Relationships. Well, I had some stuff down just based upon uh, male female, so I'll get you to kind of on the go, think about it in a uh, broader sense. Okay. Just because I had some stuff down with regards to um, intimacy and uh, partnership building and things like that. That's why we also included the the link or we will include the link. If no one has uh, seen the movie, um, I'd suggest you watch it. It's called her. Um, it stars uh, uh, um Rooney Mara as well. Um, fantastic actress. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is the voice. Joaquin Phoenix um, is the gentleman in it. Um, yeah, anyways, great movie that kind of talks about what we wanted to discuss today. So what happens when artificial intelligence, you know, gets inside of that uh, creativity process of, of uh, relationships? So, I'm going to ask you right from the get-go, Melissa, um, after I finish with this uh, initial paragraph, or sorry, finishing paragraph in the thing that I sent you, because it'll be a stepping stone for us to kind of go forward with our conversation. But um, I want to, I'm going to ask you about what you first think of when someone proposes that idea around artificial intelligence getting inside of the general relationships today. Okay. So the finishing uh, paragraph was this, um, or actually it's two of them just because it'll summarize it together. We argue whether artificial intelligence is truly intelligent, but even if it is, intelligence and creativity are very different things. Part of the confusion in discussions of AI and art undoubtedly arises from the degraded conception of creativity that has taken hold in recent years in tech. Nothing is original, techno-pundits like to say. Everything is a remix. This is a banality that grew up to become a stupidity. That new creations build upon existing ones has long been a cliché, but the techies have stretched it to mean that nothing is ever original. That creativity involves and only involves the rearrangement of existing parts. 
which makes you wonder how we ever managed to pro progress from the first painting in the first cave. Assisting these arguments is the concept of the meme, the idea that elements of culture propagate themselves from mind to mind, just as genes do from body to body. But the meme hypothesis, and it is only a hypothesis, fails to recognize that minds are capable of altering their contents. We don't just passively transmit ideas and images, nor do we simply recombine them. Somehow we manage to generate new ones, manage to create through processes we do not understand. And I do not think we'll ever replicate outside the human brain the elements of culture to begin with, or at least some of us do. None of this, however, is to say that AI art, artificially generated songs, novels, visual images, even films, will not supplant the humankind. In the age of mass production, people have shown an unending willingness to accept cheap crap in place of costlier quality. In food, in consumer goods, and more recently, thanks to the internet, in culture. Indeed, having turned art into content, limitless, interchangeable, disposable, the internet has already eroded taste to such an extent that fewer and fewer people are capable of distinguishing between crap and quality in the first place, or bother to. As for artists, those rarities who bring the new to birth, good luck. So if you remember my question, uh, what's your first thoughts on AI getting in the middle or how did it hit home for you more recently and your thoughts on that? It's funny because we had a conversation on this on Friday on our OPEX gyms call just in relation to... Um, like in your mini group? Or just like how Georgia, um, when we were oh, first yeah. up our thing on social media today and the way in which people are utilizing platforms like Facebook and Instagram and you know, right. like trying to keep up with these algorithms of how to get people to look at your content. And, you know, I think we're spending less and less time looking at the content because it's all AI generated and it's boring. Right. It's, so there is no originality to it anymore. And so you see a drop off on engagement because people are less interested in consuming the same content rewritten over and over again. So I, I, so part of me says that maybe this will burn itself out, right? It's like the younger generations already got it. They're, they were on Snapchat because it dissolved and it was creative and you had more human interaction behind what took place versus these like perfect snapshots that Instagram tried to do. Mm. So part of me is like, especially when we look at younger generations, maybe they're just not as into it as like older people with just like consuming, consuming content. Um, so that's kind of what alleviates my fears at night is that like, I don't know, I think we're going to get over it really quickly, mm. um, but maybe not. Right. For me, it's like, if I read an article and it sounds like five articles I just read, I stop reading articles of that topic because it's no longer interesting. Mm. Um, so that's like yeah. my initial take at it is like, uh -huh. you know, uh, because this is something that we're asked often is like, well, what happens when AI replaces you? Yeah, right. I can put yeah. in my data and I can get the most beautiful fitness program that actually is probably more accurate than you can create for me. Mm. Yeah, I. Um, I probably and this is, again, why we're a good balance, because. I think I could be wrong, but I think 
what pulls you back into a place of hope is your in-person relationships you get all the time in your gym. I think that's what you have in place. Um, I could be wrong, but um, that's probably why I have moved further towards, you know, like a lack of hope and more pessimism towards, you know, those things that just get locked in place that people are like, oh, I have a relationship with a coach. Oh, what's his name? Well, it's not a person. It's a computer. It's like interesting, you know, um, in terms of the relationships. Uh, also, I had to mention that because I'm, I discussed this with my daughter this weekend. Uh, I don't know if you know if for that for that population, but they only use Snapchat because it's a workaround for communication and messages. Um, and they also use TikTok um, because everyone in the room <laughs> knows that uh, there's some background stuff that's really difficult to track what you're doing in TikTok. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> it's just, I don't know why I'm just throwing that in, but it, but it's, it's AI, it's AI, it's a lot of generated AI and it's got to do with relationships, like relationship between me and my daughter, for example, you know? Um, but anyways, I just want to mention that for, for those who don't know, and your young children are getting into this area, just recognize that it's not like, oh yeah, Snapchat, that's great. You know, share what's going on. And so other people can see what you're doing and take these photos and et cetera. It's like, well, that's just what you see on the front end it's being used for, but on the back end, not so much. Um, but I appreciate that point of uh, where it fits in. The first first thing that I think about for um, AI in relation to relationships, and I'll take it in the male-female lens, um, as a, let's call it a, an arm underneath your general view, right? So a general view of relationships, and now I'm just taking one arm and saying, male and female relationships is um, like we've discussed, I guess, previously is some of these true changes that are happening in numbers for, um, you know, later time for uh, uh, family changes, later time for first, uh, I guess, intimate relationship, um, you know, just think just pushing further out that way. And um and yeah, that's what I think about. I think about, you know, like the movie Her, um, you know, all the things that are gained from, that are gained from, uh, I'll just in, you know, layman's terms, the harder work of finding a partner uh, without technology. Um, you know, I just, I just see these things that are being put in place and we'll just call it AI for today. Um, I just don't know how that's going to end up with like, uh, you know, people finding the other person that they want to share their life with. And it's not just only finding a person. It's got to do with like, to my point I wanted to make on, you know, there's creativity in the relationship. There's creativity in what you do, and I'll just take a male perspective, whether they males know it or not, but we go through trial and error of trying to like, you know, send off ornaments, send off sounds, send off perceptions so that the other female or partner is attracted to that, right? That's a trial and error process. I hope you understand what I'm saying. That's a creative process, right? Now, so what happens when 
you just get AI to do that for you, where you change up your pixels, right? Where you change up your body image, you know, um, where there's not, you see what I'm saying there? So that's, that's where I'm getting a little, I'm a little concerned over the current numbers. And then also what's in place in that relationship formation for just male and female for our, for AI, your thoughts on that or. Yeah, I think it's, you know, part of me is like, again, we're spending more time in education. We're busier for longer coming out of high school, you know, so there's less room or time to invest in that work process, right? Of courtship or having time to date. You know, I often think of it as like one of the obstacles I hit most often with my clients that aren't in relationships and wanting to be is when we look at their time and schedule and where are they actually making time to, to invest energy into that because they don't mm-hmm. have it based on yeah. like what their workload is and everything else. Yeah. And so it's like anything I see, this is just like this easy, quick fix is I don't have the time so mm-hmm. I can go and use this AI to provide me a false sense of relationship with someone that fits into my busy schedule. Mm-hmm. And I can hop on and talk to this person and they're going to know how to say exactly what I need to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And when that goes to extremes, that's where we get into pornography and what what the definition would be of pleasure. Mm -hmm. So what happens if, you know, for example, what happens if, you know, humans need pleasure, um, but the road to get to pleasure, so sexual pleasure, sexual intimacy and pleasure through that. Right. We're not going to argue the right or wrong of that pleasure. The whole morality and pleasure thing gets a little dark and you get cornered. But let's just say that it's an innate to have that, you know, that's a, that's a really long road to get to. Like it's really challenging, but today it's not, do you know what I mean? It's not. So just to give you an example of a darker story of your person, I don't mean to say that all avatars are in that situation. They're like, I don't have time to do that, which is right. They don't. Right. So they're like, if I want to have that pleasure, it's only seconds away, you know? So that, I mean, and I know I'm corroborating artificial intelligence inside of that, like, area there, but that's where it gets, uh, yeah, that's where it gets uh, challenging, I guess, you know, um, to try to inspire people to go through the hard work (laughs) and and be like, yeah, you know, (laughs) I can just picture myself trying to say things like come out of my, that I say all the time, like it's, it's definitely sweeter on the other side. I probably shouldn't use sweet as a, as an example of that, but um, yeah, like it, it, it is worth it. It is, you know, it is worth it on the other side <laughs> to, for that. So I don't know any thoughts on that for the challenges yeah. posed and a quote unquote AI, like, you know, fake Drake and, uh, and uh, see that, that ties in our conversation, right? Cause Drake is ar- artistic, right? And it's creative, but what happens if it's not Drake anymore? And people are like, "Oh no, no, no one can, no one can replace Drake." I don't know. I mean, what are we talk about here? Just listening on a, on an iPhone to bits because I listened to that and I couldn't tell. I mean, I'm not a master of Drake, but you know what I'm saying. So let's let's just impede like relationships in there, and and people saying, "Oh no, it, it won't replace relationships." It's like, well is pleasure your your you know your 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 hard point of relationships because in the same respect it's like if again you have two hours of your day or an hour of your day that's 
free for relationships, say, mm. right? You have a half an hour before you go to bed and you can use technology for pleasure. And then you can have that thing also tell you nice things about yourself or you can vent to it and it just responds with exactly what you want to hear about your work day. And that's all you experience. And how do you know that that isn't the best it can be? Mm. Right? Like, yeah. I, I, like to your point, it's like, you know what you know. And yeah. for this person that's never experienced or grew up grew up seeing the good side of what happens with a human relationship mm. it's like well i go to my job i come home you know i eat yeah. i have pleasure and then i vent about my day for 20 minutes to this thing and it responds to me and i go to bed yeah what else do i need yeah right so i'm mean, that's my fear of it is like mm. um it's the same thing as like telling someone how good it feels when you're rested and you get sleep but they're so used to living off the amount of sleep they get that they're like yeah like right they just don't almost believe yeah. it so this is just how I've, I've, I've been a night of my whole life. This is how I functioned for 40 years. Tell me it's going to be any different. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not sure if you can give some feedback on any of your clients or friends that you know that met through dating apps. Um, because I, I consider that an interesting point of this, this area where it's like, well, you know, we didn't have time, but I'll, I'll, I'll be completely honest, right. Based upon my observations, I mean, maybe they, it just doesn't come up in conversation, but I've never met anyone who met through a dating app that wasn't pretty happy. Yeah. I, that, that's just my, like, that's just my, I mean, I mean like happy in the relationship. Now it doesn't mean that, you know, there's like thousands of others that didn't mention that to me. Right. But I'm just saying that's my observation. So um, I don't, I also want to say it's a nothing burger. Right. Mm -hmm. But the, but the quote unquote meeting people. Right. So someone is going to meet someone else. Um, this is where we are, right? Because we're saying, well, in person, you know, and you, the pheromones and the the head nods and the eyes and just the energy about them that you can actually feel when you're close, right? Um, but AI can get in place of that now, you know? So any thoughts on that or any observations you have for, for the, I guess, the positive side of like this piece of technology, right? Because this piece of technology, let's call it a dating app, is in place, Right, which is allowing people to meet, and, and so you know, like uh, I hate validating it, but I have clients that have hired uh, matchmakers versus using apps with way paying way more money and having way less success with the matchmaker system, yeah, than online dating algorithm of matching them to someone who has more commonalities. Yeah, so uh, is I consider the matchmaker point. AI. I consider the matchmaker AI, great, because it's an artificial form of you yes. doing the relationship uh, setup, right? Yeah. It just makes me think about even the future where, you know, you you have this, you know, I'm sure this like uh, artificial intelligence just tracks all your stuff for years. And you just push a button and it's a self-assessment of you in what you like and only the computer and you know, right? Mm -hmm. It's not released to anyone which it will be. I mean, everyone will know, but it, but it won't, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then it's just like, this is me. And it just goes out into the ether mm -hmm. and the, another computer somewhere else, someone else's artificial intelligence just kind of latches that on. And it's like, listen, we've had a million examples of this where we've seen that these two things line up, <laughs> yeah. you know, and here I am arguing, well, you know, you really need to do the hard work, like go to a bar and like, do stupid shit and like shore off your ornaments and be like, look at me, you know, I'm tough. I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be a good partner. And maybe that's not the route. 
you know, so this is where technology comes in, in this point. And I think you're agreeing with me that it could be a, a great spot that is actually more efficient over time for developing good relationships. Yeah. I mean, I, I've rarely ever heard of a client or friend say they've had like a flop, you right. know, even if they didn't end up yep. with the person, it was like, there was compatibilities. They enjoyed the person's company. Yeah. Right. And do you think it's only because it's 2023? Do you mean, uh, sorry, I, I, yeah. I thought you understand what I was throwing down there with when they, these are things that are in my head and I actually didn't say, but I'm like, oh, she just knew I just said that. <laughs> um, do you, when people say that, right, you're like, oh, how did you meet? And they go, well, they're they're kind of like, they're kind of, they hold back a little bit on, but they're like, believe it or not, they always start with that. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's <right>. 2023. <laughs> I totally believe it. But do you know what I'm saying? Is there, why is that still there? Why is that little like pause is it just the social? It's not like we need a lot more time, I guess, mm-hmm. for it to be. Or maybe it's like the social or again, if, depending on who you're talking to, right? Yeah. If you're explaining yeah. it, maybe there's like parents, someone that's like older than you in the room. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah. Or they could know me too, right? My age, yeah. right? And they're like, oh, you probably met in the uh, the pre or the analog era, which we did. Um, Perceptionally, so, yeah. may still, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's right. But it makes me think about we're in this real super long stretch, I guess where we're just not, you know, everyone's not fully okay yet with the online, you know, connection and relationship building. But I'm happy about that because that's one area today where I didn't know we were going to dig into or think about. And would you agree that that's, uh, again, I'm the second time I'm asking it, but that's where AI can come in and maybe actually align things better. I mean, still look at relationships, right? Who you, even within our, I always take it back to fitness and who you choose to work out with or who people choose to come into our gym they base it upon how they find us which is typically the internet mm. and an assessment of what they see on the computer and what people have said about us you yeah. can put it into a chat bot and see like why do people come to opex Cura? and it's going to pull all the data that people have said about us mm. you can use that to make your opinion or your right. decision on us <laughs> like right. unfortunately that's like the, i mean a plus and a minus right i don't know yeah yeah that's right well you're just black boxing it right you're like well Let's just say whatever whatever comes out, we deserve what we get. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's, I was just trying to think. I guess that can't happen, but I'm sure it has happened where you know uh, someone organizes a whole social movement of bots, which can like you know crush a company. That's happened, even for investing and you know these you know this backroom stuff that gets done to kind of you know slight the the individual or quote unquote leaks that are arranged. Yeah. Anyways. But that's not necessarily, I guess, in our place. But you do raise a an interesting an interesting point of uh, um, relationships in the context of clients with OPEX Cura, right? So in that relationship, so let's go down that road. Where do you think? And this is going back to something we've discussed before. We'll do it again, just because we're in this conversation. Where do you think AI will be helpful for the relationship between the uh, the gym and the client um, in that relationship. How would it enhance? You know, your... I think it can enhance again with information exchange, right? If again you do have a, a consultation with someone and you want to do follow up information, just in like actually the way you articulate that information, I can easily mm. pull that up now using AI and send right. them a whole thing on why we're going to do what we're doing. 
um, that may come out more efficient, more efficient, mm-hmm. right? I guess more just streamlined again, if I'm explaining to someone the value or why we want to be increasing something nutrient wise or something in their diet, right? Yeah. I can easily use AI to like, you know, um, pull the information I want to deliver to that client and give them things that maybe they would have only taken seriously if it had come from their doctor, mm-hmm. right? I can provide them mm-hmm. with the same quality of information now. Yep. So in that sense, um, trust and buy-in can be enhanced using AI right now. Mm. Um, so, right. If someone trusts, trusts you more based off the type of information you give them and the quality of the delivery, mm. it's like, well, I can pull this straight up at a CCP and mm. deliver to that client versus yeah. how it may come across in my own personal language. For yeah. Instance. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because, um, I wasn't aware, I just, you know, goes to show my age too, but I wasn't aware that that stuff goes on that, you know, I'm assuming here that you guys are doing a really good job of, you're basically saying this to the consumer, listen, we all know we're using robots, but right now you got me, it's Melissa, like I'm, this is me here, right? But we do use the robot to enhance this relationship, you know, it saves me six hours a week, you know what I'm saying? I just think about all the time that I did in the analog world to get to the point for a coach to ask me, well, how do I enhance this relationship? And I'm like, well, you got to do 15 years of work and like, and then like have all the sense making of each individual. But you're saying, which I actually know to be true. Why not just use, let the machine do all that measurement of all the relationships and all the things we did right and wrong. And it'll save you a whole lot of time, you know? Oh, yeah, I have a hard for me, time. it's hard I, to say, but I have a hard time. I have a hard time saying it. I've yet it's to real. It's implement it's, it myself because it's like I have a hard time telling that to one of my new coaches. Hmm. I'm like, no, you need to spend time and you need to do all this stuff to build relationships and understand it. Um, but I also like I'm trying to um, be realistic of where things are going. You know, so don't don't worry about the angel look um it's uh, again it's good on you so you can stay there uh how about um with, with from the article um was was focused on art and now i've listened to different people uh speak about this in a really interesting way where their argument could also be almost um you know it's almost it's almost where you can you can never imagine that artificial intelligence will get in the place of a true definition of art and beauty, right? Where I've listened to those conversations, right? Art in the form of uh, religion, you know, art in the form of uh, human creation of music, right? But then, <laughs> but then I see the the actual reality of those things on the other side. And I have a real hard time now with understanding that. And I'm going to carry this over. I'm going to ask you inside of fitness, you know, believe me from me, like I, I feel like I am one of the original, let's call it Renaissance painters of program design. Okay. That's the way I view myself in terms of like, I've been really fortunate to be alive during these times where like writing with a pen on paper a particular program design and then giving it to a person was like a, was like an individual scroll of life for them. Right. And, but now today, this is what hurts me is that I know that AI can do a better job of that program design. 
So this is, can you see where artistry comes yeah. in based upon I'm gonna, that? For, I'm, before we hit that one, I'm going to say take it back to culture a little bit. Okay. A little bit more to take the art example, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's dying. I just think there's two pieces to it, right? Mm. People are willing to go to Hobby Lobby or Target and buy a cheap piece of artwork for their house without care who created it because it like fits the aesthetics of what they're going for in their home, mm-hmm. right? It's no longer like frowned upon to go get like a Target $40 painting and put it in your living room. People are fine with it if it matches your decor, right? Like that's just like the reality of it where we can yeah. say painting artwork is gone. But I'd also say we're in an era where people will pay thousands of dollars to get their family photos taken where that used to be something you would do in a little shop for like 50 bucks to get a family portrait, right? Now you have people that are paying for like these like artistic art, um, you know, photographers. And those are going to cost you thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I talk to clients about this all the time about their maternity photos or their engagement photos. And we're talking Mm -hmm. five to 10 grand on these. And your, and your partner better support it because you want that photographer. So we're still willing to pay for certain types of creativity. It's just different at what that looks like, mm. I would say. And I'd say the same thing for music. You know, I wouldn't say that we all want AI because some of the people that are coming out that are blowing music away are people that are like speaking about real life stuff that are like, I don't know, I always go back to like what the country music scene looks like. And the kid that's blowing it up is like, I think he's like 21 or 22, you know, and mm. he's playing music and playing real instruments. And that's what's making it novel, mm. you know, so, and it's like, like vinyls. Exactly. So I, yeah. I would say those things are never like, I don't think it's going away. I just think it's taking a new shape. Mm. Yeah. I agree with that. So I'd still, so I taking that into what we do, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, for sure. Someone, AI can create a better program than I can. No doubt. No doubt. But it still isn't going to be creative, right? It's the same thing as like what we always say, you know, to new coaches is like our coaches are scared of. If I just give a client exactly what they need, A, B, C, and it's the same thing for six weeks, like they're not going to do it because they're going to get bored. Yeah. Right? I, just just I, because AI can create you hmm. what you need, it always has to be what you need wrapped in what, like what a client needs wrapped in what they want. Right. Yeah. And that's where yes. the creativity comes into play. Yeah. So I guess that's where the point is I'm making. That's a little, little different than that view. Um, and this is good. So we can see where we have a uh, different perspective of that is that I don't consider. So if the client comes in, I know it's not short like this, but if the client comes in and they quote unquote, just hand over their USB, which has more knowledge about themselves than you could ever extract from a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we just plug it into the computer and they get a, you know, Melissa's AI derived program. That's where I'm saying that I'm I'm missing where the creativity is in that. See, I don't see that ever happen. I don't. Well, that's That's happening. That's happening now, but it's just not scaled up yet. I don't know if it would be successful. Mm. And why do you I think don't... because the human is missing? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, again, I say, you know, I'd say, where is this fitness experience taking place then? Is it in person or is this person getting the Melissa program that yeah. I've been doing at home? Mm. Because guess what? You know, I make talk about your people. relationship with your clients. That's where yeah. I'm, so, well, I'm saying. But again, like, say again, I, you know, I have this 
USB, exactly. It spits out all the information using AI and me, and the person goes and executes on their own. I can't compete with that, most likely. But if that person is is doing that USB version of me or AI version of my program in the gym, you're... But you see, it's not your program. It was AI generated. Yes. Right? I think it will never take on the nuances of a person's day-to-day the way what we do does. Okay, this is fantastic. I, and this wasn't, we didn't, we didn't do this whole time to get to it. But, uh, you know, the, the reason why I, I like it and the reason why I like this conversation and you, Melissa, is that for us to actually get to these points where we we don't see the same thing. And this is really important. Um, and then for us to work our way out of it and for everyone to listen to that, because this is where, this is where all of us, not just you and me, but everyone gets challenged on the idea. Um, because that person's article, remember, on art, he said that clearly. He was like, it will never create, it will never replace it. Right. Um, and so then I was saying, well, let's bring it over to fitness, right? And I think this is the thing, and I don't think it's a nothing burger. I think it actually is important. Um, and I think it's important for a number of other reasons. Um, that I actually think that it will eventually it will actually eventually replace human creativity in that relationship for the design because the ai will actually know better as yeah. to what they should do as opposed to the coach who for good reasons but they just get lost in biases and intentions and dependency yeah. of the relationship and etc um and i think that you think differently in that meaning you think you don't think that it'll be replaced in that so maybe we need to Maybe we need to work around what you mean by the relationship, I guess, right? Because I think that's where we may have some agreements. Am I right on that? It's like, what does that relationship look like? So it's not just a her relationship, right? With, you know, Melissa is a is a thing in the sky and a person comes into the gym, right? I mean, you're still there. So that's why I was mentioning on the, Melissa's not actually creating. And I think that's what, that's what the, that's what they said as the artist, but uh, I think you think differently of that. I still feel, at least like for where people are in their fitness journeys, they're seeking the relationship aspect of it. Definitely. 100%, right? So it's the part of the purchase is like that I create, that a person created this for them based off what they said, right? So when they come into the gym and you're doing that squat with them and you're like explaining why it connects to their bigger why and their reason and their purpose and their goal when they came inside that gym, AI can do that. They can have, create the program of it. But say again, that person got comes in and they had a poor night's sleep, but they still wanted to show up and AI doesn't know that. And so they're supposed to be doing, you know, one to three, like, you know, building to a tough triple today. Mm-hmm. AI doesn't know that they don't want to do that. Well, actually, AI knows better than they know because I just make an assumptions based mm-hmm. upon if we're calling it an AI world, yeah. these are these are self measurements of uh, CNS, total sleep time, sleep waves, you know, all these. Oh, things. Yeah, so I, actually, that's where I guess that you're right. Like, I'm assuming that this is delivered weekly or 
monthly mm. program designed by AI, not like okay. as in the moment in tune, yes. which if it is like that quickly adaptive, then yeah, I can't compete with that at all. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. But I still want you to keep going on the things that you possibly believe won't be replaced in the relationship aspect. So maybe just think about that, like, you oh, know. For sure. I mean, I think it's still the conversations, consultation. I still think that's like the most valuable part of what we do. Um, you know, it's it's asking the deeper questions of like, why does this matter to you? Or how does this align with the person you want to be or the parents you want to be? And how does this, you know, uh, Saturday I had one with a client that I've been with for a decade. And it's just like, being able to have conversations of seeing people your own age and feeling healthy and vital and, and realizing that your peers no longer look that way. And how did we get there? You know, and, um, and just seeing your kids and, and being able to do activities with them. And it's because you showed them and demonstrated that to them their whole entire lives. That's what they grew up knowing to be is that we go out and we build things and we go camping in the summer and you come home from school and we go to the gym together. And it's just a part of, what is our family values, you know? Um, mm. And I don't know if that person's ever going to have someone to have those conversations with um, on a computer. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that the movie, if people go and watch it, her does get into that uncomfortable area, right? Because the quote unquote, the voice and the ether actually tries to replace a true version of a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Of the th- And that's why I asked you the question, because it's important for us to discuss what are the distinguishing differences between Joachim Phoenix falling in love with a voice of Scarlett Johansson, right? Um, and I mean, really deeply falling in love, right? And they do such a fine, fantastic job of that. I mean, that's where, you know, that's where I'm trying to, you know, pick on, well, what is actually that thing, you know? And the thing, you know, comes down to the in-person thing. Another thing I thought about based upon, you said relationships going forward is something to think about also is, all the individuals that let's just call it 12 years of age today, you know, their version of their formative years of relationship building when they're 30, right? Because remember my version of, well, this is how you build relationships and this is how you learn about them in your community and et cetera. But that was all on the base of like 3% digital. Yeah. And digital was a long for long phone cord telephone that was digital, right? Or TV and Seinfeld or something. Right. But in 2023, it's 97% digital relationships. So mom and dad are on their phone, right? Five feet away from a child and they're texting each other. So yeah. maybe maybe just think about that with regards to like that young kid stepping into your gym in years down the road. Back to your point of like relationship formation and then what does that look like? It's all on a base of, of uh, digital, right? And again, I'm not saying that's all going to, you know, blow it up, but I think they may have an, they may have a more difficult time. Would you agree of like, you know, just quote unquote, putting down the phone? Yeah. Because putting down the phone is is the only way that Melissa, you're going to gain a like true conversation to your point, you know, that that's where the conversations are derived. Um, Yeah. And then I think about, um, you know, who the moral arbiter is inside of the the design, you know, uh, for let's just call it, let's go super general here. You know, who decides 
what what's ethical and moral inside of a relationship when it comes down to AI deriving that, you know, um, because if you if we, we only know thus far, but for super big language models, which derives the point of chat GPT today, it's all derived from what it can gather from times gone by. Right. But there's always a designer. There's always someone in the back room, quote unquote, pushing keys that says, if someone asks this question about this particular president, this is how we're going to answer that question. You see that? So there's always a designer of that. Um, so I don't know if you have any initial thoughts on that, of the the generalized relationship and where AI is in there and who like right and wrong. Um, that's a heavy one, but I don't know if you got any initial thoughts on it. I mean, that's what scares me the most, right? I think it's uh, what scares me the most about our society today is I think it's just confliction of culture and religion and who gets to decide what is right for the for people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's when it can get really scary, right? Because we can have religious adults who think that their doctrine is what we should be living by. And what if that becomes the back end of AI <laughs> and this is the filter we use, right? Who wins that war? Yeah. Who wins that war? Or, or the or the other the opposite. Or the other lanes, right? A uh, yeah, a I mean, that's just one example. Libertarian, you know, yes. concept of it, and yes. section, you know, section two. I think it's two, section two thirty or the things that they're getting into now with regards to, you know, who's in. Yeah, that that's where it gets. I agree with you. I'm, I I don't want to go any further than that. Um, I did have down a note to discuss though what your thoughts are on, um, some of the technology and i classify technology as being like for all homo sapien time um how different changes in technology affected uh relationships between male and female um and if you if you don't get any you know pull anything from it that's worthwhile discussing at least we kind of go through what i thought was a background so i think uh the you know if we call agriculture um and the changes in agriculture like harnessing grasses and kind of pulling all this stuff together to create calories for a, a small community uh, much easier. And we moved past just strictly hunter and gatherer. I think that was a monstrosity of impact with regards to uh, quote unquote, male, female relationships in relation to what hunter gathering times used to be. Right. I knew that takes, took many years, but just imagine that if it took like a couple of years, just think in your heads of that technological change and how it impacted male female relationships. Uh, after that, it was religion, you know, uh, this, in my opinion, a man-made construction of belief in a deity and the think about the impact that had on relationships, right. That actually said, because it's in these pages, we're going to tell you what man and woman is, and we're going to tell you how they align and operate and, and are perceived in this world, this biological world that you can actually touch, et cetera. And I think that had a secondary monstrosity. <laughs> We're still trying to clear up a monstrosity of impact of man, woman, uh, and relationships. Third, I think, was the Enlightenment period. I'm just going to call it a period of reason. And uh, I'm more or less pointing the finger, probably just not as hard at this area, but it did have a lot of questioning on reason and meaning and purpose. Um, now, mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of positive things in multiple angles were birthed from that. 
but it's still, quote unquote, as a form of technology. If you were to think of thought as a technology inside of culture and man and society, I think the concept of reasoning at that point in time was a big shakeup to science and like, you know, so anyways, in short order, we then started to, you know, create microscopes and telescopes, which just, <laughs> we still haven't caught up, you know, our brains still haven't caught up collectively as to what happened when we started looking at those things. And I think that really deeply affected male and female relationships based upon that. Um, one thing I'm reading about, not to go sidewind on that, but I think it's because of that period, because I'm reading about the initial stages of um, the feminist uh, Mary Stone, Stalinworth, Stalinworth, anyways, one of the original feminine movements in the late 1800s on the back end of the Enlightenment growth periods um, mm -hmm. as a point of, you know, changing culture. So I'm just using a female and feminine changes at that. And that was all based upon this post-Enlightenment period of questioning, you know, what is real? What is, you know, what are these sex stereotype ideas, you know, how we function in society? That, in my opinion, that all came about because of that Enlightenment reason period. Sorry to sideline on that one, but I think that was a big technological revolution. Um, obviously, industrialization period, right? When industry, you know, and machines... Um, a massive one there, which is a good conversation maybe for another time, is these uh, male-female things that happened in a home or in society. And then all of a sudden now industry creates economy, vocation, jobs. Like it really transformed the quote-unquote male-female balancing perspectives in society, right? Yeah. Um, and just in short order, we went from, you know, man and woman and children on a farm, everyone doing things, right? And no one doing it to make money, you know? And then all of a sudden now we have machines and people on assembly lines and, you know, hitting nails or like fixing this shit, right? And we got 12-year-olds fitting these little screws into things because they need to make money, you know? Anyways, so that's where we went from that. Um, after that was birth control. I think it was a monstrosity of a technological revolution, that we don't want to pause on as a reflection, but only just to say that it was a huge technological piece that fundamentally, yeah, I mean, fundamentally just changed things. Um, six, uh, lastly, internet. I think the birth of the computer and then this World Wide Web, Web 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, as a technological change, I think had just unbelievable impacts on brings us to this point today of male specifically in my arm that I wanted to think about male female relationships and just how that's gotten fuzzy, you know, for today. So thank you for letting me kind of go through that. Any things you wanted to add or kind of uh, hit on in regards to those points? So you taken some notes or points you wanted to make. Well, I get Mary's or that name of that initial person. And that. Um, oh, Mary, Mary uh, Wollstonecraft. Yeah, it's called uh, A Vindication of the Rights of Woman. And this was uh, first published in 1792. Yeah. And it was a scandal. Because <laughs> she wanted to talk about 
where females fit into this whole package. Um, anyways. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, with each phase, you see less necessity for gender-based role as technology impacts or as technology advances. Interesting. Nice. Interesting, right. Yeah. Um, you see more freedom of, and again, this is very broad saying it, but more freedom of, of speech for women. Mm. Even if we go from like religion and enlightenment period to where we are today, it's huge. Yeah. I'd say from the religion like, to enlightenment for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And even coming out of, again, industrial revolution, we, we see again that um, the things that typically were like the jobs of a woman inside a woman's health household technology replaced that didn't mm-hmm. replace it, but you have a washing machine, you have a, you have things that typically like locked you to a home that no longer are there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. And so again, these like necessity of having these separate roles or very like gender-based roles for men and women start to dissolve more and more and more. And then as you see more men and women enter the workplace together, the things that like where women weren't, I'd say yes, like where we were stipend and what we could talk about and freedom of speech and things that start to dissolve because now we're in a workplace together. Mm-hmm. And so once you add technology to where we are today, what really differentiates a male from a female? Which you outside of biology again, like as far as for an occupation. Well, why do you think it's yeah? I mean, why do you think there's such this big talk of the overcorrection of saying biology, biology, biology today? You have your point you just made, it just makes sense. And while the right is going to push, oh, the death of man, the loss of andro, you know, everyone's becoming androgynous, the whole system's becoming androgynous. That's not entirely false in your point you just made, right? Because we've kind of now tried to figure out, okay, we now have technology inside of this system. My point is, well, what are you going to do about it? We can't just complain on one side or the other. I think we got to figure out ways. You know, I think we got to figure out ways of, in the in this right term, stressing males and females towards their potential, and they have to figure it out. And technology can't be the thing in place that that creates only pleasure. It has to push both of you, male and females, towards much higher ver- versions of of expression. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, think, but I think that is, I think we are hitting that clash quite a bit now, oh, yeah. right? Where it's like yeah. equality does not mean that men and women are the same. Mm-hmm. Right? Equality doesn't mean that I have to act like a man, right? Like there's a ton of new waves of feminism like coming out now that's saying that like we were wrong and saying that we needed to be the same as a male, right? That is not equality. Mm-hmm. Because when our systems are stressed, they don't respond the same way as a male's. Mm-hmm. That's what I think we're starting to see is like women that are overworked, overstressed, they're realizing that like our body doesn't respond the same way a male's done, does. Mm-hmm. The breakdowns mm-hmm. to our hormones, like the disruptions we're seeing um, and infertility and those things, they're not exactly equal to a male, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, a, and I think that is starting to come more to the forefront. Man, that's a that's such a we're gonna we're gonna um, I guess it's called in the tech world on a Zoom call. We're gonna double click on Melissa's point there for another time. 
because I do think that another separate show, we should have uh, you go through um, your perspective on technology in the benefits of the sexual revolution for females. Because I think that line that you just hit on there is such a good point. We'll also clarify language. I think that's what gets everyone today like really jammed up in language. I'm also going to be more sympathetic, I guess, for why the quote-unquote language around equality was pushed for so long. Why? Well, you know, you, you take thousands of years of this perspective. There's probably good reason that for 50 years in a row, there's going to be a real big push for, to your point, equality meaning this i'm i'm sympathetic to that right but i would agree with you that yeah we we need to define that differently and if we're drawing it back to what we're discussing today jen i hope you're okay with that double click for a future point on that because we need to lengthen it out um melissa gave me the thumbs up by the way in case no one knows that she was okay with it um uh this this is where it does come in for you know relationships in us having to we just got to learn how to deal with it <laughs> I don't know. Is that is this more? It's not more simple than that, is it? We just got to learn how to deal with it. We got to see its positives and figure out how it's going to fit into here. We also have to know where it can get dark and ugly, right? No, it can't get in. You know, it can't be inside only that pleasure-seeking constant, you know, thing, right? Um, can it can it upgrade your life by making things more efficient, like in your relationship with your clients? Okay. Okay. Got, you got me there. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's where I, I land on that. Okay. So I think we're on a place where it's like, we have to make a choice of what role do we want technology to have in our lives and our futures mm -hmm. enhancement, or do we want it to just replace relationship? And maybe it's not, or, or a mixture of both. That's the know. thing. Like, I think, I think, uh, yeah, maybe it's not, or, um yeah that was great great points and i know i, I know there's so much uh that we're going to be able to discuss that down the road of it um yeah i just but, but, but taking it back just the creativity side of it is like mm. that's like a part of humans right is our creativity and so if it's no longer again something required of us then what happens to that part of us right yeah, where does that expression come where do we use that expression right if That's like right. maybe again we just play music for ourselves or as a hobby or do we just are we just moving away and away from having any time and space in our lives for creativity and yeah, what will that do to us as a society yeah that's a expressing creativity that's a great question. Where did come from? That's a great question. I uh, ironically wrote down there were some aspects where tech is going to get in, you know, for that modern tech impact creativity. You just hit on a couple of them, but I listed them. Um, finding a partner, as I mentioned before, right? The um, uh, uh, the quote unquote online dating versus meetups, right? There's two differences in that, and technology is involved in finding a partner. Um, the, the definition of partnership, right? Cause AI and information sharing and, you know, perceptions of choices, right? Um, there used to be, you know, for an example, in, uh, in culture and society in the 19s, in 1960s, late 1960s, 
the concept of polygamy was just starting to, you know, it's just starting to move into the conversation, right? But just think about 2023, it like permeates entire conversations of relationship. No conversation on right or wrongs there or outcomes, et cetera, but it is in there. So I think that the definition of partnerships and technology has changed up, you know, options, education, you know, et cetera, even research, we could say, based on that. Uh, video imagery, um, you know, in, in short order terms, apologize to using these extreme areas, but pornography versus uh, mating and uh, like the traditional definition of mating, right? Meeting up, uh, consent, conversation, you know, smelling each other, <laughs> seeing the facial, you know, you know, multiple dates, you know, and then da, 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 right? But, and, and the other one, right? Technology can get in place of that, like pronto, like 10 minutes, you know? Uh, Self-perception. Uh, I wrote down, and the difference in othering, meaning like our perception of not only ourself, but other people, technology has completely transformed that today right so i just think of two areas of you know the 1985 likes in your community versus the 2023 likes in your community right i mean the the, the later latter one it may it may not it may not even be likes it may not even be a community <laughs> you know but the thing is is that you think it is yeah so i think technology has a big part to play in that um I wrote down uh, pixels and, and uh, you know, I, I wrote down uh, a cover girl versus a real girl. And I just used that because, ironically, the name of the magazine was Cover Girl, right? And I don't even think they thought about that. But, you know, you're, you're, you're putting on a cover, but it's actually not really you. In my perspective, anyway, it's not really you. But anyways, <laughs> the, so the, the cover girl versus real girl and pixels, meaning if it's not obvious, obvious, you and me could post a picture that the public could see that may not actually be the true version of our picture, if that makes sense. So that does change up, quote unquote, creativity, right? In the creativity in between individuals. And then lastly, I just think about males specifically for aggressiveness and play. Um, you know, it's, you know, gone are the wrestling and climbing trees and beating each other up at the at the playground. And now it's video games where we're in, we're putting the same things in place, right? We're connecting to someone, you know, over in Pakistan and you're in Texas and you're, you know, doing quote unquote video games and developing a relationship. But you see the major differences there, right? You, you, both of you are not actually like punching each other in the face on the sandlot. And so I think that the, the, uh, the new modern technology technology has gotten in the way of this version of creativity inside of that um any thoughts on some of those ones that i took down with the uh, partnerships or finding a partner video imagery self-perception pixels and aggressiveness well there's i mean there's so much for each one right i mean uh i think we're seeing the byproduct or we'll continue to see uh the result of having video games replace physical true physical aggression um for our kids to growing up and that those feelings and those emotions and that desire to express our aggression don't go away. We just don't have healthy outlet outlet outlets for them. Mm. Um, so I think there will be some downstream 
impacts of that, that we're not going to be happy with to see as a society, because where does that aggression go? Uh, yeah, or we'll learn how to deal with it. Or hopefully we'll find we'll find a way to deal with it, because mm. I think there does need to be an outlet mm. um, provided. Uh, the the pixeling is it's always rough one because then you have to go out into the real world. So I think it comes back to relationships because are your most meaningful relationships with the people on the internet or are they in the relationships of the people you see on your day to day? Yeah. Yeah. You got to yeah. define, I guess, what we're talking about for relationship there. Right. Because it's like, if you like live, like if you're a teenager growing up and you have like your family and you go to school, but like you just kind of walk through life and then all your most meaningful relationships happen when you sit down at your computer, when you get home. I don't, you know, like that's, I know I, it's like, we have two worlds we can live in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot are in that ladder. They get all that pleasure and, and false relationship formation after school, you know, in an online setting. And that's my point previous one back that I think that the future is going to hold this like, Oh, interesting. You know, when we ask the question right on the couch in our gyms of someone, it's like, well, how did you form relationships when you were younger? <laughs> you know, uh, I don't even know if we're going to have, well, you, you'll probably have the knowledge to deal with it because of your experiences in the trenches in the current modern times and this, this like period, right? Cause I, I think I got out on the back end of the analog, you know, finishing point. So I think you may have some more strength in that. Um, what do you think is, uh, uh, if you don't mind um, trying to come up with it, but um, you have a relationship with a with a an, another um what is uh creative um because i'm trying to think about how how would ai replace your creativity with your relationship you know so maybe maybe ai or where does it come in place where you're like you know so i thought well why why couldn't i and i'll start first just to be fair you know i think about like how leanne and i are creative right think about that if you're going to say, well, AI will replace creativity of the human, well, how about in a human relationship with another person? How can AI uh, replace that? And then when I thought about how we're creative, I did come to a wall where I was like, oh, it's interesting. I really don't think AI could do a better job of that. Yeah. You know? So here's the ones I came up with. Um, uh you know, the, the trial and error that Leanne and I uh, go through um, to determine our relationship over time. Like, I don't know if AI could like, you know, come up with issues between Leanne and I for us to like argue it out and then grow and get better. You know, I, you know what I'm saying? So we actually are, Leanne and I, creatively trying to figure shit out and therefore it creates arguments and it creates challenges and then we're like, okay, we learned from that. You know what I'm saying? Um, maintenance of our relationship. I said partnership maintenance. You know, there's creativity in maintaining our, let's call it our deeper love, more intimate love for one another over time. Right now, a lot of people who are not in a long-term relationship may not understand that, but um, there's a lot of, you know, if, if not obvious things to the relationship that you have to keep creative in um, and that there's creativity. I don't know where AI can like 
fix that for us. I think it's between Leanne and I. Um, our goals as a family, our goals as a partnership. I don't think AI could come up with things that we we know so much about each other that like a USB thing that I just pull off Leanne's computer is going to give me, oh, well, I mean, you guys didn't think of this. I don't know, you know, like building a family, building a home, building a business, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how AI could replace that. Uh, family experiences. Um, so, you know, Leanne and I, you know, in our creativity, in our relationship and in our family, we come up with all these things, right? Uh, that we should do. I'll just give you a simple one, like go to, I don't know, Idaho many years ago for the summer, right? Now, maybe at the time AI could have been like, well, we looked at all your lifestyle choices, but they you forget that the computer is not aware of those deeper things that Leanne and I have a sense making around over the Callahans, which were there at the time, and our feelings around what our children would do for the summer. See what I'm saying? I'm not sure if a computer can, I'm willing to be, you know, challenged on that, but I'm not sure if a computer could get in place of that. And then lastly, um, um, helping each other grow through challenges. Um, because that is a creative endeavor in a relationship and a long-term relationship. Stuff that I, I love discussing because it, it, uh, um, I just, you know, some of the things you just feel really closely to. And personally, for me, that's a real close one. I think it's because I know uh, that the best version of myself at the end of my time will only take place of those intimate things that I can only share with one other person. And I'm not sure if AI can replace that in terms of the creative things I come up with if I'm making sense, you know, the creativity of that, uh, helping each other, like, you know, in layman's terms, I want Leanne to be the best version of herself by challenging her. Right. And I'm saying is that I don't in same likewise for me, I don't think, I don't think I can do that without her in place to do that to me. If that makes sense on the other side. Anyways, any thoughts on your ideas around creativity and where AI may not jump into that for your relationship? Well, I'm still going to say that someone will argue that AI will knows you to know how to challenge you. AI will know every depth of you to know how to push you out of your comfort zone when need be, mm-hmm. right? To do those tough conversations and to force you to evolve. Like, it's possible, yeah. I, I, over time, I think that's where... They'll try to get that thing to go to, to ask you the deeper question, to know when to push and when not to, and to, mm. to force you to grow. But I think what I pull out of it, and I see it, you know, my own relationship is there's still like the day-to-day living your life experiences that can't happen without another human being alongside you, right? right? So, so much of like what I think creates my relationship is like the time we spend together and the things we do together that I don't think a computer can replace, right? Like for me, I'm such an experienced person. It's like the things that make life worth living for me is like my morning routines with my partner. It is how we spend our evenings. It is how we spend our time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'd still feel very missing or alone to do those things with computer talking to me. Right? Like 
Yeah. A computer isn't going to spend the morning with me. <laughs> like a, a computer <laughs> isn't going to do those things, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's lived experiences that I just don't see being fulfilled, at, at least for as a female, mm-hmm. right? So much of what I need comes from like affection and like the, in, those, those things that I emotionally need. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could get from a computer. Yeah. Cause those, that could be, that is argued. I know it's argued actually in the, I guess we'd call it the periphery of social media conversation today where, um, you know, people would say, you know, so I, I hear people discuss, well, you know, you can quote unquote in the future, create a computer, not only a computer, but a, a computer model system. If you're thinking about like, to your point of affection, et cetera. Um, but I, I'm in agreement with you that you could still, you could still have inputs come from the computer that quote unquote pleasure you, but it's going to be really difficult to replace this back and forth that happens between here or not there. Oh yes, no, you know, like that. Cause there's this constant, what you called, um, I think I forget what you called it, but I call it like a sense making. You have this sense. Oh, you call it experiences, right? Of the, your, partnership sharing with your partners there's the sense making between you and your partner that goes on you know what i'm saying that a computer can that goes on but there's no word mm-hmm. right so there's something there and it's it's visceral um that uh it's gonna have a hard time of just you know placing something that's human-like there to give you what you need, what you asked for there. And I'm glad you put it into those words of affection because affection is a very human aspect, a deeply human aspect. Yeah. And, and to, your, to your point, is like that trial and error and that learning, right? Like uh, at least for Josh and I, we are so different in our stories of our lives before we met each other that like we push and pull so much and grow together, right? It's like, it's in those moments where we, you make the decision that you want to do this with this other individual, mm-hmm. right? You want to do the hard work versus just like walking away from it. Like yeah. that's what's forced us both to grow and become something together. Yeah. You know, and I just, you're to your point again, I don't see that AI helping or being able to do that. Yeah. You, but you've, and this is, this is, this does peel in the AI thing is that you two have decided to do that. Yes. You see that? So I could see the argument on the other side when people really don't have that true close connection, how AI could get in place and like manufacture these problems that could, yeah. that creates you know, <laughs> a fake call that comes in. It's like, you know, put the garbage out. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you call back. It's like, did you say that? It's like, I didn't say that. It's like, oh my gosh, here we go. You know? So, uh, Yeah. So I always come back to too is like you know I think the one thing that when it comes to technology and all of that is like uh, I always somehow come back to like family nucleus mm-hmm. you know in that part of it mm-hmm. it's like creating a family is like technology can never replace that part of it mm-hmm. I just you know what I mean like okay so yeah, it's like for, for sure. we create these lives and we have families and that whole aspect of it but that requires another human being. Yeah. So like, what happens if all we ever do is fall in love with the robots and then. I mean, that's the, uh, I think that's what, <laughs> that's what we, that's what we're, that's the whole thing we're talking about today. And I would agree with you. It's the, 
manufacturing um, of little people that turn into adults that create a legacy component of your genes that once you die, they keep going. You know, I would agree. There's something that's alarmingly obvious <laughs> to that, that a computer today, <laughs> I'm always careful now in 2023 okay. to say it never happens. Like, well, I don't know, like what's your definition of relationships? What's your definition of touch? What's your definition of, you know, reactions? You know, we can go down the well, neurological inputs and certainly, like, I don't know, but I totally agree with your point. Um, and what you're hitting on there is an example of some of these true things. Like these are, these are true things like that, that little person is like right there and they're my little person. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? That's my child. Like, you know, that's my child. And, you know, I would agree with you. It, it's very tough to look at that child and all the sense-making and uh, learning and teaching and everything that goes on the relationship building there. I don't know. I don't know how AI or a computer uh, gets in, gets in the middle of that. It's a great uh, question, I think, to leave everyone with. Uh, essentially saying this, try to look around at, at true things and real things. And maybe that will help everyone get a base support as to where this question of where AI fits into that um, in relationships today. If you just look around at things that to you are true and real, maybe then you can just contemplate yourself. Any of our listeners can contemplate, sit on a couch and say, could AI get in between that or take place of that? And then this little practice that I'm thankful everyone uh, went through with us today could kind of like come to some understanding of it a little bit better. Yeah. Anything you wanted to uh, you in included in your note taking or stuff? And you have to say it out loud if uh, there is or is not anything you wanted to include to sum up for today. Ooh. No, I think we uh, I think we did a good job with this one, and I think it does connect back into the world of fitness and right when we talk about where does creativity come in and yeah, definitely. The program it. design, I always think of creativity. You know, that was our thing, right? That was like, oh, we're so creative, you know? <laughs> I'll create that for you, you know? Teach them how to create. I yeah. always go to like, you know, what is, uh, if we're always having something create the most perfect thing, where do we allow allow for the beauty of like the messiness, right? And that's what the, I love the article talks about is most of these things aren't supposed to be perfect. Mm -hmm. right? It's the mistake that led mm -hmm. to the, the masterpiece being created. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, a, it's if, if we're always just programming the X's and O's and we don't allow someone to play. And I guess that's it. It removes the element of play. Yes. Because when we're in a gym yeah. and I play. Mm -hmm. you know, I program, I see some someone doing something and I pick up a ball and I throw it because it looks fun. We remove that. Yeah. I definitely think so in the physical expression world, by all means. You know, I love that. That's what I was thinking of your conversation with affection and sense making that the computer will never be able to like come up with, you know, like I was thinking about running around down on a grass pitch with my daughter, getting her prepared for soccer practices, right? Like how does a computer get in, in the, in the middle of that relationship building? It's like, gosh, it's kind of weird to kind of even think about. Um, but I do, you know, I, for the art thing, 
that's where, as I said, I've heard so many good arguments because inside of those arguments for art was that, yeah, but the AI will know that it needs to have little mistakes in there because that would be human to do, right? It's like, oh man, gosh, I guess that's a good point. But those little mistakes just come up though in human physical expression stuff, right? And that is like relationship building and hugging and uh, hand holding and uh, uh, squatting, back squatting and getting a spot, you know, like the man, like how, how to, how to replace that. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be difficult if AI gets in there. All right. To recap uh, today, uh, thanks for going on that journey with us, everyone on, um, the article that was uh, through persuasion that asked about AI replacing, replacing human creativity. Um, we uh, talked about where that would just fit into uh, a general term of relationships. We talked about um, where it could also fit in, in, in a, in an arm underneath that general relationship mode of male, female relationships Um yeah, I learned some I learned some good things there today on um where that fits in currently to today. And again, it gives me a continued appreciation for what you do, uh, Melissa, day to day of trying to like you know, blend that with how it fits into people's relationships today. And also I'm I'm glad that we got a double click on that uh uh future episode point on uh female just the female area and technology and changes. I'm really excited about that one. Yeah. Awesome. Super, super. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye guys.